Games, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. Continuing with our theme of new and independent games, this week we are bringing you a game that I am extremely excited about called Princesses and Palaces. This game made a bit of a splash on the RPG subreddit a couple weeks ago. It's a role-playing system that parents designed for their daughter, and they started playing with her when she was four years old. The idea of playing with kids is something that intimidates a lot of people. Keeping up with and making sense of a four-year-old's imagination seems almost impossible. But ordering and making sense of imagination is what role-playing games do best. And the PNP system is designed really well to help you keep up with your four-year-old, or ten-year-old, or whoever you decide to play this game with. PNP is a rules-light story-building system not unlike a lot of the games we feature on the show. The math is simple and easy for someone to keep up with of any age, and it uses all sorts of fun dice. The best part is Princesses and Palaces is 100% free and available to download right now. The rulebook is completely printable and easy to understand. I've included a link to the full system in the show notes. If role-playing is something that you want to share with your kids and you're not sure how to approach it, PMP might be a good system. And while most people think about role-playing games as plundering dungeons and slaying dragons, sometimes they can be about having tea parties with vampires. One of the reasons there's a stigma around our hobby is there aren't enough people playing. And if you introduce the idea of role-playing games to people when they're younger, it becomes more palatable when they're older. PNP isn't the only role-playing game for kids out there. There are tons of great ones. If you've got kids and you think they're holding you back from having a weekly game, you are insane. You should be playing with your kids. You'll be passing on a lifelong hobby to them and something that they'll grow to love. To play PNP, Kat and I grabbed experienced improvisers Justine Kruger and Courtney Crary and put them in their very first role-playing game to have them embrace their inner 10-year-old. The results are amazing, and I hope you enjoy the show. Quick reminder to everyone, I am still judging the two-page tabletop contest for Top Secret Games. That's also in the show notes. And if you like the show, please pass us on to your friends. Or leave us a review on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, everyone, let's meet our party this week, our royal party, as we are playing princesses and palaces. And first up is Her Royal Highness, Cat Murphy. Actually, her lady, ladyship. Her ladyship. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's actually true. It is true. Her ladyship, Cat Murphy of Sealand. Yep. I forgot that. Mm-hmm. Cat, who are you playing this week? I am playing uh, the vampire witch princess, Violetta Angelique Marie Antoinette. It goes on a bit, de Dracul. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's let's give the audience an idea. Uh, there will be po- uh, pictures that are going to be posted alongside this, but uh, clearly, what does what does she look like? So uh, Violet is about thirteen, and she's a little short for her age because mm-hmm. she doesn't eat well or a very, extremely varied diet, mm-hmm. and doesn't get out in the sun much. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so uh, she has like midnight black hair to the small of her back that she often wears in little braids. Wednesday Adams style plaits and bright red eyes full of curiosity. 
Ooh. Mm-hmm. Now let's learn a little bit more about uh, Violette and her family history, um, because she's obviously a vampire witch princess, and that's two very specific things. Yes. So let's... a vampire and a witch. And a witch. Well, uh, her father is uh, Vlad de Dracul, the Lord of Vampires, um, and her mother is—I guess she is now Hazel de Dracul. Her mother was the youngest of a large family. Um, that ruled Transylvania and her father was kind of a jerk king mm-hmm. who like kept sending adventuring squads out to kill all of the werewolves and vampires oh, my and Frankenstein monsters and other creature creatures he would call them plaguing Transylvania but but a uh, little hazel knew better knew that there was there was goodness to be found in everyone so when she turned 13 and developed her own witch powers wow. she secretly practiced uh and learned the dark arts uh by herself and in the cover of moonlight um and uh during her teen years ended up meeting vlad and they just hit it off so wait a minute i love that they got married. She married somebody essentially she to married, piss off her father. She married someone. Well, she like married him in secret, and then uh-huh. it was this whole big thing. And then after her father died, she just killed her way up the family line until she's now <laughs> the queen of Transylvania. Oh wow! Yeah. So that's a dark background. Well, for it's a not because they've they've transformed the way the country works. Mm-hmm. They've they've started. Uh, like people are now welcoming, starting to welcome the different species that live in their varied, extremely varied kingdom, starting to understand why werewolves work they do. And the white reason they keep st- stealing sheep is that like they're just, they don't have a means of, uh, they, they aren't allowed to farm. So they, they're not making income and can't right, buy enough money right. for their many cubs, et cetera. So it's, 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 uh, her parents are now pretty much diplomats. Okay. Well, let's let's move on to some a voice that you guys will recognize from the Overshare podcast. Actually, all of our other guests have been on the Overshare podcast multiple times. Uh, first up, we have Justine Kruger. Hi. Welcome to One Shot. Thank you. Uh, Justine, who are you going to be playing this week? I am Sugar Dot, Princess of Unpredictability. All right. So let's learn a little bit more about the Unpredictable Kingdom. Uh, what's it like there? It is mayhem all the time. <laughs> uh, so, like, what's the let, let's let's focus on something like general that everybody understands and everybody has wherever they are. What's weather like in the unpredictable kingdom? It's a little bit unpredictable. Yeah, imagine yeah. that. Um, it's generally a mild, humid temperature, a little bit warm, and a little bit rainy. Okay, cool. That's, that's, that's nice. So, like, obviously somewhere along the equator. What does the Princess of Unpredictability look like? She's really beautiful. She has porcelain white skin, mm-hmm. um, hot pink eyes, yellow and blue neon hair, half and half. So, let the left side is blue. <laughs> <laughs> you just had, had a, to check I your had records. I reference my picture of myself. And the right side is yellow. Um, she's kind of a, a tomboy okay. a little bit. So she she grew up by herself, um, taking care of herself. But she is very beautiful. But she's got like a little rough edge. Her hair is always a little bit crazy. She's always a little bit unkempt. Mm-hmm. But she's the kind of person that walks through the street and people say, who's that girl? Oh, and she usually she usually comes home with like mud on her shoes or her mm-hmm. dress. How old is she? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yes. Okay. Whew. 
So she's starting to come into her own as a person. Yeah. She's, you know, asked herself a lot of those deep questions lately. Like, what am I going to do with my life? Is this what I want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. Is this path that I am forced to be on as the princess of unpredictability me? She thinks it is. Okay. She's not sure. Well, we'll probably (laughs) find out today. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, uh, another frequent guest of the Overshare podcast, Courtney Crary. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, James. Uh, Courtney is about to be, uh, not, not just a princess in the show, but she's going to be a princess in real life as she marries into the royal Manage clan <laughs> of po- the podcast kingdom. That could also make me a duchess. That, uh, like Kate Middleton is the Duchess of Cambridge. So oh, I'm the Duchess true. of Whiting, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, let's learn a little bit about your princess. My princess is the fireball dancing princess, machine gun tank. And, um, I love that last name. Yeah. Yeah. Machine is her first name. Gun is her middle name and tank is her last name. She usually goes by machine gun though. Mm-hmm. The whole thing together. Um, and, uh, she's just kind of a badass. She's nine years old mm-hmm. and where she's from in the fireball dancing land. Um, her, uh, her area is pretty much always at war. Someone's right. always fighting with someone. They have very fiery personalities there, and they usually start fights very easily. <laughs> so um, she's uh, been trained since she could walk in different uh, weaponry training, mm-hmm. um, gun training, swimming. This is a coastal area. Right. So they right. do have warships, that type of thing, okay. sailboats. So she's very much... Um, can fight on land or fight at sea. So, yeah, she's like, she's sort of got a Spartan culture, but like a lot more opulent and artistic. Very, very much Spartan, uh, but she does enjoy going to the opera from time to time. She's, mm-hmm. you know, very cultured. Um, but at a, at a young age, they are treated like adults and are expected to be able to defend themselves. Okay, cool. Yes. So there's a high child death rate <laughs> because of that. Yeah. All right. Um, and that, that's, that does seem pretty tough. Uh, let's learn a little bit about uh, what she looks like. Let's get an idea. Well, she's nine years old, so she, even though she's uh, very short, she's very small and petite, she's a very athletic body. Mm-hmm. She spends a lot of time swimming and being in the outdoors training, um, so she's pretty tan. And she um, has blue and red hair, streaked blue and red. She's got a scar running down the length of her face <laughs> um, that goes in between her eyes. And... Um, she's been told that she can't actually uh, move into queenhood until she kills a certain amount of people. Mm. So um, as tradition in Fireball Dancing Land, they keep track of how many people that they killed by etching it into their leg like a tally mark. Oh, wow. Yes. So she's got one, two, three, four right now. Four? What was her first kill? Her first kill um, was actually in the nursery. Oh, oh wow. yes! I'm telling you, like things are tough there, but that's just like we, it's hard for us to understand because we it's coddle a our culture. children. It's a yes, different we, culture. we really coddle our children. But usually, if a fight breaks out between two toddlers, they just kind of let it happen. They just let it. 
Yes. Play out. And it was over um, something like kind of like a Lego toy, like a mm-hmm. little building block toy. Yeah. And she wanted it. The other kid had it. So she actually uh, stuffed it down his throat. I want to point mm-hmm. out that the reason that she killed this child is because he wouldn't share. Yes, <laughs> exactly. This is an episode that perhaps children might listen to. Oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> so we'll point, we'll point that out. Sharing is important, you guys. Um, but let's, let's uh, get to the adventure, guys. Sure. So we join you at the Royal Princess Summit. It's being held in the Kingdom of Tea, where you <laughs> are being sat in the Royal Tea Room, uh, where many princesses from across many different lands come to meet and enjoy different exotic beverages. Uh, and you are in the Royal Tea Meeting Room right now sitting down at the table i want each one of you to describe part of how this palace looks oh my <laughs> so i'll start off and i'll say in the royal tea room there are many different filigreed uh patterns on the wall it's uh, got a lot of gold that's been laid over patterns of branches and vines and organic things like that mm, i think the the outside of the palace mm-hmm. uh it's a oh, like a white porcelain it's a or it's a marble but it looks like a white porcelain from the distance and all of the uh the roofs are all a distinct dome shape mm. um some have scalloped edges some are clean and they have different patterns of flowers and things on them many different colors i'd say that in the room the princesses are in Mm -hmm. is the official tea tasting room and there is a wall that has a whole array of teas in order of caffeine level (laughs) and um and they're pre-made so all the princess has to do is point to the servant and they'll go up and on a little ladder and fetch it Mm. and uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of teas to choose from all right, Justine. All of the walls in this palace are stained glass pictures of all the kingdoms surrounding the Princess Summit Palace. Mm. Um, so while you're in there, each panel of wall represents a different kingdom and a different mm. princess. Ooh. So for Fireball Dancing Kingdom, there's just dancers being blown up. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in Transylvania, mm-hmm. there are are vampires lurking from the shadows. Mm -hmm. Nice. And in my kingdom, there is rain and beautiful things. (laughs) Unexpected things. Unexpected things. So there will be like a picture of a tree, and then there's a sword sticking in it. Mm. I didn't expect that. Didn't expect that. And they they have to change that decoration every other hour or so. Yeah. They have to add a new piece or take a piece away from it. Oh, it's like a felt board. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially that, like all the other ones are permanent. They're done in like frescoes Mm -hmm. or they're large tapestries, but that one is very modular. Mm -hmm. Um, I also feel like in this princess summit that there are cocktail trays of food going around like hors d'oeuvres but uh, they're just floating on clouds through the room very magical world we live in my dear princesses I am here to serve you your tea madam I have the tea sampler for you dot princess of unpredictability 
For Violet Dracul, I have the blackest of the black teas, and for Miss Machine Gun Princess, I have a fiery red tea. Is there anything else Her Majesties will require? What's what's the servant's name? Uh, that is up to you guys. Wilhelm, you may take my tea. Yes, of course. Princess Violet turns to the others at the table mm-hmm. and uh, apologetically says, I do not drink tea. I will bring you instead a piping hot glass of blood. <laughs> okay. Our mistake. <laughs> Wilhelm, can I also get mine hotter, please? Uh, yes, of course, madam. Thank you. Uh, so Wilhelm uh, signals over to a fire to to a little fire spirit it looks like a little flame uh with a big smiling face and little eyes and he runs across the room and he hops up onto the table and he jumps in your tea and splashes around and (laughs) steam starts to rise from it and he sort of gets out and he's a little bit smaller and he sort of like wipes the tea from his brow (laughs) and he runs off back to the fireplace uh to go get big again um, Wilhelm, this is a little too hot. Can I have it a little bit colder? Of course, madam, of course. And <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, coming from the other side of the room, there is a little snowflake uh, that starts swirling. Uh, and you see there's a cloud actually on the ceiling and a stream of steady snowflakes fall into the tea until it, the heat on it levels out a little bit more. Just right, Wilhelm. Very good, madam, very good. And all of a sudden, uh, from one of the, from a large column that's in the center of the room, the, the top of the column is in the shape of a teapot, and steam starts jutting out of the spout of the teapot, and it creates a loud whistle. Announcing his royal majesty... The Prince of Adventures and a a small a, a boy who looks to be about eight years old who has gold armor and a red cape and scraggly hair and he's got a few smaller scars very stylish scars uh, about his like face cheek scratches yeah like cheek scratches <laughs> and he's got like oversized gauntlets that. Uh, look way too big for him. Uh, and he strides across the room and he strides, uh, right up to your table. Your royal majesties. And he bows, uh, and like he almost falls over with his bow that his, because his armor is so heavy, but Wilhelm catches him by the <laughs> scruff of his neck and like writes him. I have a request, uh, of your kingdoms, if you would hear it. Sure. Yes. Speak. We have discovered an ancient and royal palace in my kingdom. However, it has been corrupted by many dark creatures. And my parents have announced to me that there is to be a ball there this very evening. What sorts of dark creatures? Uh, dark creatures like giants and trolls mm. oh. and goblins. This is very important. That sounds like fun. I must attend to my dragon this afternoon, and I, unfortunately... Whoa, 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 whoa. you got a dragon? 
I, I do have a dragon. What's his really name? Cool. What is his name? His name is Fafnir. Tell us everything. Okay, okay. He's a purple <laughs> dragon with scales that look like jewels, <gasps> and his eyes glimmer in the sunlight. Does he shoot fire? Of course he shoots fire! Oh. My God, are you bringing the dragon to the ball? The dragon is definitely going to be at the ball. We the, have a dragon I'm tuxedo. Dance with the dragon. Will, will there be dancing? Or sorry, he's flying. Will there be the rides? <laughs> there will absolutely be dragon rides at this party. It's actually the Adventure Kingdom is famous for dragon dancing, where you sit atop a dragon as the dragons dance together. And that's sort of the dancing equivalent the of our kingdom. Machine Gun Princess will, will do so well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm into this. The both of them flaming. Yes. But I, I need you brave, majestic princesses to go to this palace and clear out all the dark creatures so that the ball may take place. Without you, unfortunately, we will not be able to have this ball. What's in it for us? Well, you'll be invited. Normally, the ball takes place after our bedtimes. Aww. However, mm. you'll be able to stay up late and attend the ball. This is most amenable. I'm in because I'm... I really want to prove myself. I've heard great things about the unpredictable kingdom. I mean, I've also heard terrible things about the unpredictable <laughs> kingdom. It goes a lot of different ways, but I'm sure you'll be able to prove yourself in this task. Uh, you must set out at once. I'm sorry to ask you to have to cut your tea summit short, ladies. I'll take my tea to go. Wilhelm? Very good, madam. <laughs> and Wilhelm pours, pours it into a thermos, uh, that is emblazoned with like fireballs and electric guitars. And he <laughs> screws it shut and hands it to you. Shall I ready the carriage, madams? Heck yes. Wilhelm, I need my cloak, please. Of course, my dear, of course. Wilhelm pulls out of his pocket a tiny flute, and he (laughs) plays a tune on the tiny flute, and your bird pets... Fly down from, uh, from the ceiling, their roosts on the ceiling, and it lays a beautiful cloak on your shoulders. What does it look like, Justine? It is all neon colors, Ooh. and they are constantly changing mm. based on the mood of my skin. Ah. What's your skin's mood? Right now, I'm feeling a little excited. Mm-hmm. I'm preparing for adventure. I am going through my catalog of, um, past fights with goblins Mm -hmm. and trolls and giants and trying to put together a game plan of course of course actually roll your princess die and add your smarts 13 so yeah 13 uh so you start uh scribbling in your war journal uh however your war journal reads sort of like a choose your own adventure book Mm -hmm. so you keep having to hop between pages so you're getting in valuable notes and formulating a strategy it just takes longer than somebody who would i don't know write chronologically um, will there be anything else the madams will require before we leave on our journey? Wilhelm, as it is day, I require the bumbershoot of blackness. 
Of course, madam. And Wilhelm runs across the room over to two large bass drums, and mm. he starts going, bum, bum, <laughs> bum, bum. And the walls part, and a bunch of dwarves carrying a palanquin <laughs> on their shoulders come out the room. And it lays, they, they stop in front of you, and lay the palanquin down, and the chest opens automatically, just being in your presence, and uh, a bunch of shadows and bats escape as it's opened, and the parasol, the bumbershoot of blackness, floats out, lands delicately in your fingers. I open it up. Uh, it, it looks like it, it's made of bat wings on the outside, a leathery substance black, and it has a, a bat head atop it, and the, the inside is red to silk. Mm. So all of the area around me dims slightly. Yes, you have... Uh, it, it's like there is still light reflecting on you, but it doesn't look like the light from oh, the no, room. Oh, no, it's it just like, like... It's Morticia style, just goes across my eyes. Ah, uh-huh. yes! Yes. Very original Dracula. I love it. All right. Um, and with that, uh, Wilhelm leads you outside to your carriage. Uh, now this is the carriage of the, uh, dancing fireball kingdom. Uh, describe the red, describe this carriage. Well, it is red Mm -hmm. and it has, um, (laughs) it is led not by horses, but by raptors, Mm -hmm. um, velociraptors and, uh, they can sometimes get a little rowdy, so you have to. Ha- There's like a cooler full of steaks inside the carriage. You mm-hmm. gotta throw that to them sometimes. You know, keep them going. And uh, the inside is like all like slate gray, and it looks like a meat locker. And but it's extremely comfortable. Hmm. Are, are these the the feathered type of Velociraptor? No. Nope. No, classic Jurassic Class- Park. Cool, Velociraptor. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, no dinosaurs with feathers in the Dancing no. Fireball Kingdom. They would all <laughs> they get all got burned, burned off. off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, your raptors are off, clacking their way along the trail, um, and you start to approach uh, this area of the Adventure Kingdom that is clearly not been paved very well. This is unexplored territory there are many large roots and vines that are cross it that cross the trail and occasionally the raptors have to strike at these vines with their large toenail to cut them in order to clear your path when you guys come to a large rickety bridge the raptors sort of start sniffing the air and they stop pulling the carriage. Um, they're looking around, and you, having been raised around raptors your whole life, you understand that they are nervous. Mm-hmm. We're taking a quick mid-episode break, and I am sorry for having so many of these in the last couple episodes, but I wanted to thank you, each and every one of you, for listening to and supporting our show. We are now up to 50 iTunes ratings, and I wanted to thank some of you personally for your reviews. Dungeon World Dad, She Williams... Trust Me 1223, Izawa Igora, Flying Squirrel River, Terminal Dogma, Finite J, Indie Filmer, Zack Attack, and Prize Fighter. We read each and every one of your reviews here at One Shot, and they mean so much to us. Thank you sincerely. 
If you like the show and you want to have your own ludicrous iTunes name read on air, be sure to log on and leave us a review. Those reviews and ratings help us get featured, which help more people find the show. If you like the show and you don't have an iTunes account, just rate and review us anywhere. Hell, tell someone about us. It all helps the show, and we really, really appreciate it. And Izawa, I hope you have a safe commute. Thanks again to everyone, and I hope you enjoy the show. So I get out of the carriage, assess the situation. All right. Roll your princess die and add smarts. Mm-hmm. Eleven. All right. So you sense, uh, so you start looking around. You put your hands on your hips. You put your hand over your eye to block out the sun and you try and assess the danger. You see that there is a deep and dark wood ahead. Um, but you don't, you don't see any immediate dangers in front of you. I still get out my machine gun that shoots flames of and course. my, my thigh axe. Your thigh axe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every it's princess. strapped to my thigh, but because I'm nine years old, it's pretty small. <laughs> it's <laughs> Not- noticing uh, that machine gun tank has uh, taken out the her, her weapon. Uh, I-, I peek my head out and assess the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17. 17. Uh, so you. So it's bridge trolls? She, yeah, she looked around and you're like, bridge trolls. Bridge trolls. Classic, classic bridge trolls. They, this bridge, this bridge is so rickety looking, it looks like it might have been cobbled together in the last few days. Bridge trolls are famous for roaming the countryside and putting bridges where there never were bridges before, simply to tax people rolling across them. Hmm. Has anyone has uh was anyone given the mo- lunch money for today? No, I'm meant to forage for my own lunch. I too hunt for my own sustenance. Then I am afraid we might have a problem. The this bridge it is uh, governed by a bridge troll. And as you say that, peeking its he- uh, peeking a large rumpled bumpy nose from beneath the bridge uh is a very worn skinned creature good lord that train is so loud it's a very worn skinned creature with green wrinkled skin it reaches out it has long knobby fingers that end in wicked nails and as it pulls itself up onto the bridge I am the bridge troll, and I demand payment from all who pass over my bridge. I'm not impressed by you, and I'm not going to pay you. Then I am going to eat you! And now we enter initiative. So initiative in this game is uh you roll your you roll your princess die and add your strength. So 19. 19. And I'm at 17 and I'm at 15. All right. So it looks like Fireball Dancing Princess goes first. You are rolling against this troll. All right. What are you going to do to this troll? How are you going to get by it? I'm going to throw my thigh axe at his face. Of course. Roll, roll it. This one. And yeah. add your strength. Uh, 15. 15. What does, what's the uh, holster for the axe look like? Um, it's just a leather strap that I made myself. Ah. Yeah. It's 
pretty rough looking. <laughs> it's got like your name. It's kind of just tied on like right. a knot. You so know. you throw the axe right at his face. It sails through the air. It sticks right in the middle of his head. And he starts to weave like he's going to fall down. But then you notice the skin around the axe start to seal up and scar over immediately. And it grows like the axe is now a part of his head. Um, somebody can make a smarts roll. Anyone. I will do it. 16. You know that trolls are famous for healing very, very quickly. And the only way to stop them from healing is fire. Oh. Flame princess, flame on. Hell yes. But right now, it's Dot's turn. (laughs) Dot, what are you going to do? I am going to use my special headband to expose his vulnerability. Mm, okay, roll it. Strength? Uh, add Smart. your smarts, yes. Uh, so, 14. 14. All right, so your... Let's see, and he's going to roll his defense on that, and that was not enough. Okay, uh, so describe what your magic headband looks like. It's dark green, and it has two springs coming out of the top, <laughs> and there are balls on the end that when I'm in a neutral state, they're just white. But when I start to force my power through it, it starts to, they start to look like they're swirling. And then it kind of shoots out like these like uh, invisible rays Mm -hmm. towards my enemy and you can see them crumple. So yeah, you, uh, you shoot out those invisible rays, um, they they go and the enemy is just like and all of a sudden popping out of his body is like weak knee old war injury weak back from a lifetime of lifting um so like you now know every vulnerable spot on this troll and now it is Violet's turn. Well, Violet knows that uh, she doesn't have uh, any ability really to take down this troll. That that's all up to the young, uh, young fiery princess. Um, so uh, instead, she's going to try to uh, protect the princesses because the, she knows, because she's smart, that the way initiative works is that he's going to have a turn to act. Um, so she uses the bumper shoot of blackness to dim the area, obscuring his ability to see us and granting us at least partial cover. Mm. Mm. So uh, what's what's that? That's you add your magic. To oh, that. Uh, oh, okay. So and seventeen smarts, yeah. Uh, okay, so 17, uh, it works perfectly. Um, all of a sudden, the clouds around, uh, uh, just above you, uh, start to fly in from miles away and swirling dark Come energy. Come to me, my children. Connects, ah, ha, ha. connects ah, with ha, ha. The, par- the, the bat head on the parasol. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you all feel a light buzzing in the back of your heads. It gets louder and louder and louder. And then bats. Bats from all over uh, surround the princess, and there's like a funnel of bats everywhere, and you can take cover behind these swirling bats. Hell yes. Thanks for the bats. It is my pleasure. Zerguano is also highly, highly inflammable. Awesome. 
But now it's the troll's turn. The troll pulls the little axe out of his head and he throws it off the bridge and then he reaches to his belt and pulls out a long horn and he blows into it. And trolls emerge from the woods. There are two other lumbering, horrible trolls. However, when they enter the area of effect of the spell from your headband, you see vulnerabilities from those trolls pop up on them as well. And the trolls charge forward in their attack. And the troll who, uh, hit, who, like, uh, tried to get you earlier, uh, rolls to attack you you now uh, roll your defense die which is this one here perfect defense <laughs> uh, 20 so the troll the troll takes his giant troll fist uh and he smashes it down on you um and for a second you think my goodness <laughs> The dancing flame princess is gone. Miss Machine Gun. But all of a sudden, the troll can't believe what's happening. His fist starts moving backwards. As you had held up your hands against the fist, it smashed you down to the ground. But now you are slowly walking out of the ground. And you take a candy cigar from your belt (laughs) and you stick it in your mouth as you prepare to strike back. Yeah. What do I do now? This one? You, you Yeah, you roll your princess down. Do I say what I'm going to do first? Yes. Uh, and one-liner it. Yeah, say what you say. Like, say I'm going to blast do. his butt with my fire gun. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Add your strength to that. 17? 17. So you, you throw his fist to the side. He loses balance, and you immediately do a dive roll forward and land on your back, sliding across the ground, and take out your fire machine gun, and you blast him right in the butt. <laughs> no! My butt! No! I use it to sit! <laughs> um, and he... Like run, he runs away uh, and disappears uh, beneath the bridge. Next up is Dot. There are two other trolls who have emerged from the woods. Oh, so I have to kill one of them, or, <laughs> or both of them, or you don't even need to kill them. You can handle this situation in any way you imagine. Okay. So, <laughs> so my headband starts mm-hmm. to sense that. One of these trolls has had a traumatizing childhood. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and it starts to go off and shoot these rays towards him. And what am I supposed memory to Memory rays or memory, something? Memory, memory rays. Oh, and, that's rough. And so she sees that he was neglected. Mm-hmm. And so she is going to defeat this troll by showing him love. Okay, I'm going to need you to make a roll and add your sweets. 16. The, you approach the troll and what do you, what do you say to him? I don't say anything. I reach out and I stroke his leg. 
<laughs> so yeah, you walk up. You are how how tall? How tall is your princess? Oh, she's kind of a tall, lanky fifteen-year-old. So she's like five-five. Okay, this troll is, I'm going to say is about twelve feet tall. Uh, so you walk up to it, and you're you're sort of walking up very very calmly, and you're clearly showing no signs of violence. And he's like preparing himself to get blasted in the butt. He's got like one hand covering his butt. He's looking unsure, and then you'd sort of delicately rest your hand on his leg and he looks into your eyes and he sees the the intent of sweetness and love behind it and a single tear starts rolling down his trolley face and drips to the ground and then after that tear falls he starts just bawling massive greasy tears and he Whole, he, he just reaches out, he grabs you in his arms, and he hugs you, and he is clearly going to take no violent action this turn, which leaves one troll, a mean, nasty, ugly troll, who is hairier than all the other trolls. He's got, like, a carpet on his chest, and he's covered with massive troll tattoos and that and uh across his many fingered hand he's uh it on his knuckles he's got tattooed i like to eat princesses <laughs> uh, well i am uh, the most comfortable with the monsters and this one is the most monstrous of all of the trolls um so uh violet's like nervous for a few seconds then mm-hmm. has an idea um, and she starts like floating up into the air to match his eye level and mm-hmm. zooms out towards him until she, until she's like right in front of his face. Um, and, uh, sh- her eyes sort of like focus, focus on his until he's just looking right at her and she tries to hypnotize him vampire mm. style. She was like, you work for me now. What is your name? Roll so, it. Uh, 18. All right. And so, you try to hypnotize him, uh, but you see, you, you reach out with your vampire eyes. You are falling under my spell. You are falling under my spell. And you see his little troll brain, like, start to buckle and fold. But then, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like, just a pure angry malice uh, just shoots back from the other side and he reaches out and he tries to grab you right out of the air make your defense roll you use a d20 for that cool do you know why why mechanically in the system uh it's just you use d20s for that okay 11 (laughs) um and you uh, you tie him, ah. uh, which ties go to the princess, obviously. Uh, okay, but uh, I am not used to this not working. It's very surprising. Mm-hmm. So I just uh, he reaches out and I barely escape out of his thing, um, and I'm I look I look fairly shocked. He, yeah, uh, one of his claws uh, has uh, some lace from your dress <gasps> attached to it. Next up is fireball dancing princess i'm done with this b word so i'm going to get my my head raptor who's the biggest of all the raptors who are doing the carriage he's Mm -hmm. kind of the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer of the raptors that lead our carriage 
Right. What's in his that name? He's bright red. Oh, yes. Yeah, and on, on his, his name is Randolph. Randolph, Randolph. Nice. the raptor. Ah. <laughs> he yeah, actually on his snout, he he uh he did he drank from a magical volcano when he was little, ah. so his snout can grow hot like a coal. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so I get Randolph and I sick him on the troll to save my bestie. Okay. Uh, so roll your princess die and your raptor die. This one's my raptor die. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And the troll will roll his defense die. And roll. Okay. Um, so your raptor. <laughs> it, it, it jumps forward in its attack. It, it, it cuts him here. And then here. And then here. Um. <laughs> And it like, it's a big slash across this troll's belly. Um, but the wounds start to close up again. However, you were prepared this time Mm -hmm. and you grab your machine gun. Uh, you switch it over to shotgun mode Mm -hmm. and you shoot a big fireball into his chest that burns him. He's surprised. He backs up to the edge of the bridge and the raptor just tackles him over and uh, the raptor lands on top of the troll and the troll falls dead hell yeah heck yeah wow so the 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 troll earlier that you defeated by shooting fire at its butt comes out please please don't kill me i'll give you all the treasure that i've been collecting over the years and he places a treasure chest down before you and then runs away with his arms flailing in the in the wind Hmm. Um, and you have a treasure chest in front of you. High fives all around. Yeah. Massive high yeah. fives. <laughs> Princess fives. <laughs> Very proper high fives. Madam, <laughs> shall we open the treasure chests? We should be certain that it is not a trap. Ah. Very good, my dear. I shall get the royal bomb defusing robot. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Wilhelm grabs a little remote control and a tiny robot comes out and opens up the chest and, uh, like the chest flies open and nof- nothing happens. It's all safe. Very good to be cautious, madams. Very good. And you look inside the chest. And what you find is a royal friendship bracelet making. <gasps> oh my god. It has all sorts of beaded jewels oh my god. and fishing oh line, of course. <laughs> and you guys can make royal friendship bracelets. Yes. Yes. I think we should take a break and sit down and make these bracelets. I I completely agree with that. As uh, do I. I think that is a great time to take a break. <laughs> well, that's it for One Shot this week, heroes. But don't worry. We'll have another girly as hell episode next week as we continue playing Princesses and Palaces. If you like the show and you happen to be an aspiring game designer, I have good news for you. From now through June 9th, Top Secret Games is running a two-page tabletop design competition. Aspiring game designers design two-page systems and send them in to have the judges review. And I am one of those judges! Submit a game and I promise I will leave you several paragraphs of substantive commentary about your game, how to improve it, and how it completely blew me away. I haven't run into a game yet that I haven't liked. 
I'm so excited about this competition, and if you are serious about a career in game design, I urge you to contribute. Guys, it is the summer and Gen Con is just around the corner. I am running almost 200 player hours of games this year. If you go to the Gen Con website and look for games by One Shot Podcast, you'll find everything that I'm running. And since the site went live, all of my games have completely sold out. But do not despair. Show up to the game with generic tickets anyway. I've had plenty of games sell out each year, only to have nobody show up for their spot. If you show up with generic tickets, I can work you into the game. I also usually have extra characters lying around for people who are truly desperate to get involved, so don't worry. I'd also love to meet some of my fans there, so if you're not able to get into a game and you want to see me, tweet me at OneShotRPG and maybe we'll put together some sort of one-shot listener meetup. Either way, I hope everyone has a great con. Guys, One Shot is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! A castle in